listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Sight. The following podcast contains adult language, adult situations, and spoilers for the movies discussed occur often. You've been warned. Now, take it away, Dr. Rausch. They must be destroyed on sight. And welcome back. It is uh, They Must Be Destroyed on Sight. Intermission number 35. And I'm your host, Lee Russell. I'm joined by my glorious, beautiful co-host and girlfriend, Lee Hardy. How are you doing, man? You sneaky, sneaky man. You just snuck that in there. Not saying I, I did enjoy it, but just snuck that in there. I think everybody knows <laughs> by this point. Probably, but you still snuck it in there. Hmm. So... We're just doing an intermission uh, this time around. We're not doing a full episode. We got some stuff planned for the near future, but uh, we're so on we vacation. Were, yeah, we were on vacation last week. So uh, we were in New Brunswick and we were eating way too much and drinking way too much. And my cat, that was my cat. Your cat's knocking your camera down too much. Yeah. Um, so we did watch a lot of stuff, even though we were preoccupied with other things. And like, like lots of seafood, <laughs> lots of fucking seafood, lots of fucking seafood. <laughs> Somehow, she is not sick of seafood. I don't know. I don't know how you managed, and I don't know where you put it all. But um, well, seafood's not that heavy. But how can I ever be sick of seafood? I've been eating seafood my whole life. It's just I ate better seafood. Yeah, she she came to the she came to the East Coast for the real deal, not some frozen shipped bullshit from Ontario or wherever you're getting your crap. So, um, ship to Ontario. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they do in Ontario. Did they, did they even fish over there or do anything? I don't know what the fuck's going on. What's Ontario? <laughs> Just big nebulous landmass in the middle of Canada. I don't know anything about it. Other than it's full of sad people who are extremely happy when they leave it. Like our friend Carrie was just super excited to see anything that was not North Bay uh, where he's from. So uh, I just assumed it was the same with you. You seemed super excited when you were seeing like seaweed and rocks on the beach and stuff. So I you're so amused with that. <laughs> it's like every time you talk to anybody, you're just like, you don't even understand. She was so fascinated by rocks. And seaweed. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was cool. I like that stuff. Like I'm not saying you should apologize. Like I, I, there's rocks here too. As long as I don't see rocks, it was just really cool to look for pretty rocks on the Bay of Fundy. Like that you stole. You know that's illegal. You're not supposed to transport rocks. I am a criminal. Mm-hmm. I am a criminal. Deal with it. What are you gonna do about it? Yeah, it's too late now. I yeah. Come, come, punish me. Come arrest me. Do whatever you want. Just uh-huh. you're welcome to Ontario, the land that you seem to already hate so much. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to the episode. <laughs> yeah, so we're 
we're going to talk about the shit we were watching as we were, you know, just like chilling out in the in the hotel room and stuff like that. Like we had a nice suite that uh, was so pampering and relaxing, and we just like lay in bed and just like snooze and chill out and watch movies and shit. And we had stuff like playing in the background when we had friends over and stuff like that too, while partying and shit like that. So. I think I made a complete list of the sort of the stuff we were watching. If, you, if there's anything that's on my list that you can't think of, or, I mean, that you can think of that I forgot, uh, <laughs> you can mention it. Um, but but uh, AMC had their Fear Fest that's still ongoing for October. So they're just playing horror movies all the time and all their Walking Dead bullshit and all that stuff. And um, so I looked at their full list of stuff listed on the Internet and I... I went through, oh, yeah, this is the stuff we watch. So if there's anything, this, this, yeah. this. If, if there's anything you want to say about any of these as I go through them, uh, uh, feel free to just jump in. So uh, we watched Final Destination from 2000, at least par- parts of it. Which was hilarious because I made the comment at the airport saying, good thing I didn't watch Final Destination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> flying out this weekend um yeah not uh not a good movie to watch when you're good thing thing i'm not uh afraid of flights like afraid of flying like i have Mm -hmm. no issue with flying like the whole time like the whole time it happened as it starts going to i'm just like oh you're drinking the vodka i am how is it it's very good uh so lee bought me black current vodka from where this fuck copperhead distillery yeah 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 so it's very good. I'm mixing it with seven up here. Uh, not drinking it straight because I've had a bunch of beer today. So I should try to pace myself a little bit and weaken my drinks here a little bit. So I'm not just chugging 40% booze down my throat as I sometimes tend to do. <laughs> it's back to the movie. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I just noticed that. Uh, so it's just, I don't have a fear of flights. Like I really don't. As soon as I start, getting onto the flight and the thoughts of like, Oh, if something goes wrong, literally is like, I'm already in the situation. There's nothing I can do about it. Uh, mm-hmm. If I die, I die, which is hilarious because I'm an insanely anxious person. I'm always thinking about the what ifs, but every time I'm in a situation like that, I'm just like, okay, cool. Let it happen. Like I have these crazy thoughts of the most ridiculous ways of dying. But if I'm on a flight or in like high heights, my mind is just like, yeah, it's cool. If it happens, it happens. You only, you only really, you seem to only really worry about the stuff that you kind of have control over. Like, like when we were driving together, you're a very cautious driver and you're getting very anxious about, you know, fucking up or driving the wrong way or whatever the fuck. But <laughs> because you're so paying such attention to detail, you're actually like doing a way better job than like 90 percent of the people driving on the road with us. So <laughs> it was pretty good. There's other things, too, though, like I'm always afraid that if I park in a garage, I'm afraid that the garage is going to like implode. <laughs> really? Shit. Yeah, yeah, weird shit, weird shit. But uh, that's besides the point. Oh, something's going on. What is happening? It's not your garage imploding, is it? That is something across the street doing. Oh, something? really? Yeah, that's slightly terrifying. Mm. Anyway, um, good to add on to our horror movie thing. Yeah. So what what do, you, what do you think of Final Destination anyway? Do you, do you like it? Uh, so Final Destination is mm. sorry. Uh... <laughs> okay. 
What is going on? I don't know. Flash is, Flash is my guard dog. Good thing I'm on the second floor and my bottom door is locked. So we're safe. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Final Destination is like a, a nostalgia thing for me. Because mm. what? It came out when I was in grade school, elementary school. And it's one of those movies that uh, a lot of us watched. Um, it was like one of the scary movies of the day. Like we watched mm. these at like sleepovers and stuff. And I remember seeing it by myself and uh, all that stuff. And I, I, I think it's a cool movie. I think the concept of it is actually kind of well done because a lot of people, obviously, like you fear death. So it is a kind of cool concept to kind of play with, especially since like what happens if you actually know you might die? Like, how would you act differently? Yeah. Because that's the idea is like this guy gets to see what happens and he chooses his fate of living. But then it plays on the whole destination thing or destiny thing, which I think is ridiculous, but still cool concept. Um, Uh And it, follows along so even though people had survived because he predicted it they were just destined to die anyway um pretty cool i apologize for the noise in the background i have no that's, idea what going that's on. fine this is very this is i already t- <laughs> i already told uh, lee before beforehand like you know she's like i'm already getting a little tipsy i was like get as tipsy as you want this is gonna be a super casual intermission episode so no worries but I do um, like the movie. Overall, yeah. I do like the movie. I think it's a really cool concept. I think they did a good job. I thought it was like really creepy. I know some of the deaths were entirely ridiculous, but that's what made it even better. I think so yeah. Yeah, I think I think that actually the whole series, like just as a whole, is kind of fun. Like it's mm. I think it's a bit underrated. Just because it's just a sort of factory, you know, it, it's sort of like a junk food horror movie in a way where it's it's all dedicated to giving you satisfying kills right away <laughs> and i see uh both uh of lee's animals uh, angel and sasha cat and dog respectively checking out what the fuck's going on inside <laughs> yeah yeah they're keeping guard for me <laughs> mm. but, but yeah i i think i think the uh i think the whole series is actually pretty underrated and like kind of fun like it's it's very I wouldn't say they're great horror movies or anything like that, but like satisfying and like just the inventiveness of the deaths and yeah. the sort of the sort of Rube Goldbergian way that death goes trying to kill people, especially in the first movie. Like sometimes it gets a little bit lazier in subsequent movies, but like in the first movie where death is manipulating things to happen. So this step makes this thing happen, makes this thing happen, makes this thing happen. It's this whole domino effect that leads to the character's yeah. deaths. I always thought it was kind of cool. So I, I, I like yeah. that movie. Yeah. It's, it's, it's different. It's definitely different. It was, uh, it was not similar to any other movie. It was a very fresh take on something different. Yeah. Uh, we watched scream from 1996. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of this film. I, I know you're a much bigger fan of this than I am. Uh, I think it's okay, but I think it's overrated and being like, oh, this reinvented slasher movies. I'm like, no, this kind of poked fun at slasher movies lovingly and kind yeah. of gave Still everybody a, yeah and gave everyone a, like a nostalgia kick for slasher movies and <laughs> and in that way yes it kind of spearheaded more slasher movies being made but at the same time it also kind of heralded in sh- <laughs> yeah shit like that came in its wake which is kind of mm-hmm. unforgivable in some ways but um 
anything you want to you want to add to that i like i told you i enjoyed it again i don't know it's one of those things where i have a bias because it's very nostalgic for me because i watched it in again elementary school it's the whole 90s kick of horror movies there was a whole thing there's a bunch of movies that came out in the 90s and 2000s early 2000s where it was this revamp of a lot of horror movies like type styles and like going crazy and they're still iconic today like they're still reminiscent of like the 90s horror movies Mm -hmm. and the early 2000 horror movies so um it is i'm on the side of that trend uh, so yeah, I did really enjoy it. I thought the one main character was stupid hot as well. So when I was younger, I had a massive crush on him. He could kill oh. me any day. <laughs> oh, one of the one of the the uh, the, the boyfriend killer. Yeah. Of the, of the, yeah. Spoilers: There's two killers in the film. If you haven't seen mm-hmm. Scream from 1996, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I think it's fine. Like it it is it is kind of it's it's got a bit of a mean streak to it but it's also you know very much oh here's all the tropes of slasher movies it pokes fun while still being a horror movie which Mm -hmm. is cool again maybe i'd be different if i saw it now but because i saw it when i was a kid i enjoyed it and i still do because it's it's very nostalgic yeah that's it uh way to explain it yeah uh next one i got listed here uh we watched now i can't remember if you watched a lot of this with me i think you were asleep beside me this is one of the ones you maybe maybe fell asleep for for quite a bit of it uh the shining from 1980 i think i fell asleep through most of it but i've watched it so many times that yeah i'm obsessed with this movie it is we were talking about it too because we were talking Mm -hmm. about how there was the shining and then there was the tv version that came out that was directed by stephen king and we talked about well it wasn't it it wasn't directed by stephen king it was directed by mick garris who does a lot of stephen or it was either mick garris or frank darabont who do but it was it was much more uh watched or uh, well not watched um it, it was it was the one that Stephen King endorsed and said this is the real version of the of the that's Shining, it. not that Stanley Kubrick bullshit that ruined my book. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Um, we even had talked about. I know we talked about this movie a lot, actually, even pre going on vacation. We were talking mm-hmm. about this movie. Uh, this is just one of those movies. It's fucking phenomenal it is creepy as shit it gets you captivated from the beginning it, it's um it's kind of a slow going movie but it keeps your attention like it definitely keeps you captivated because uh, really when you think about it like the action and stuff doesn't happen until way later in the movie but you're mm-hmm. still and completely immersed into it like the story of the house the craziness of Jack like uh, the iconic here's Jack um, here's Johnny you mean Oh, sorry. Jack Nicholson, Johnny. My yeah, dad. I mean, his name is Jack, uh, Jack Torrance in the film, but it's like, you know, Johnny Short is a or kind of a nickname for Jack or short for Jack. It's not short for Jack. It's I knew I was going to make a mistake for one of the names, but anyways. Mm, um, I am also a little drunk. I am actually very drunk. Yeah, yeah. But, we're, both, uh, we're both there. Here's Johnny. There we go. Correct myself. Yeah. Uh, I need that, like, thing where you like auto you correct yourself when you make a, a mistake just put that like asterisk thing and be like oh hey i fucked up mm-hmm. uh anyways but there's just the red rum the mm-hmm. whole like fucking thing the twins the blood the creepy old lady like it's just uh and like the whole 
uh, no play and no whatever. All all work and no play makes yeah. Jack a doll boy. Yeah. yeah, I that like how he when she's going through the papers and just reading that. It's just it's just those things. Like it's not uh, a huge CGI or fucking crazy or anything intense like action wise. So as me like if you think about it like i'm this actiony junkie i just love over the top shit but this movie um just on a psychological basis like it just fucking gets you and again i saw it's i think it's the first horror movie i watched because i used to read a lot of uh, goosebumps and then mm-hmm. my dad introduced me to stephen king books yeah thanks dad <laughs> <laughs> but i saw this movie at a very young age and it was creepy as fuck then and me now is still obsessed with it like i'm still finding things that i didn't realize later on and i'm still learning things too like when we we're talking about it we we're still like bouncing ideas off of each other mm-hmm. it's a thinker movie it's an awesome movie it's it's fucking wicked it's a must see yeah i mean it, it's Honestly, if if you don't think The Shining's a classic, I I'm gonna I might I might like you, I might respect you, but I'm gonna think there's probably something a little wrong with you that I'm not gonna 100 percent trust your judgment on everything. Like <laughs> like if we, if we if if we were if we were in a life and death situation and you don't like The Shining, I'm gonna be like okay. This- <laughs> There, there's a good chance that I, I shouldn't trust this person with with you know, with decisions. Uh, yeah, this best thing about The Shining, I think, um, you know, there's all the interpretations of what is actually going on and uh, what the deeper themes and stuff are. But the the thing I really appreciate about The Shining is that Stanley Kubrick made a horror movie where he used film technique and he used the way he filmed everything to kind of unnerve you before you get to the end. So like the architecture of the overlook hotel, the inside of it, none of it actually matches up. Like it, it seems bigger inside than it actually is on the outside. Um, the, just the weird angles, the weird way he shoots, the weird way he uses the music and, and stuff in, in coordination with certain shots. It's all designed to put you on edge and unnerve you in a way that typical horror movies don't do uh, because he's, he's using weird stuff that fucks with your brain like subconsciously and like just, just little details like the name of the caretaker Grady and, and, you know, Jack Torrance's character meets, you know, the, the Butler in the, in the washroom or whatever. And he mistakes him for, another caretaker's name that he heard when he was getting the job interview, you know, it's like, Oh, I know you, you, you killed your, your wife and kids and stuff. You know, you're this guy. And like it, it's those little details. Like it's a little bit uncanny. It's a little weird. And I just really appreciate the film technique Kubrick used to fuck with your mind yeah, and, and and just put you on edge. And then after that, you can go into the interpretations, like what's really going on. Is it because it was built on a Indian burial ground and there then like, is all the like Indian imagery in the film somehow lead up to, Oh, this is, you know, this is a curse upon the white men for imperialism and genocide. Like you, you can go into all those interpretations, and some of them go super fucking crazy. Like there's a whole documentary room two thirty seven or whatever about the real wild fucking interpretations of this film, and uh, it's good stuff. It's it's fucking good stuff. What can you say about The Shining that has been said? It's it's great. 
So. And even just the, the battle with addiction, like just mm-hmm. that alone, that conversation alone, you can take it in so many different ways. Like just Yeah, that's still in there. And Stephen King, one of the biggest things that he complained about is that, oh, it totally like diverts away from the central theme of my book, which was all about my fucking addiction and getting over it and, and my feelings of, of how I related to my family while I was, you know, uh, an alcoholic and a cocaine abuser and shit like that. It's like, no, that it's still in the film. I mean, it, it's still an integral part of the film. Like Jack Torrance's character, Jack Nicholson, he gets addicted to the hotel. The hotel tempts him. And addict and addicts him and 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 sends him on a path like but, there's it, the metaphor is still there. And doesn't he have an uh, alcohol problem? And then he starts drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, ho- so. the, ho- the hotel starts plying him with booze. Like yeah. So, I mean, so it's, he's it's, battling with the idea of drinking again. Like his own mind is trying to battle his own mm-hmm. addiction problems and his own mental health, and he falls into it and all the bad shit that happened with it. Cause they mentioned that at the beginning of the movie, they talk about why he's doing this and why he doesn't want to drink anymore. So it's, it's it, cool. It's, it's, they talk, they do mention mental or mental health and addiction. Like they absolutely do mention it. It's there prevalent. Mm. And I mean, he, he abused his wife and kids or wife and kid. And they, they tackle that as well. Like it, it's very much about, you know, Jack being, a substance abuser being a misogynist uh, because he treats his, he treats his wife like property and like, you know, she's a proper little housewife and shit like that. Yeah. And, and he has these, this resentment towards his wife and kid for holding him back from doing what he really wants to do, which is right. Yeah. And he, bl- and he blames them for his failures when actually his failure is that he's a hopeless fucking alcoholic and an abusive piece of shit. So there, there is a lot of that that's still in the film. It's just you kind of get wowed by the whole scale and scope of everything and, and the way Stanley Kubrick films it. And uh, I, I think a lot of people kind of miss that sometimes. But mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Next one I'll mention, 13 Ghosts. This is the remake from 2001. Have you ever seen the original 13 Ghosts? No. Okay, we're going to have to do that one. I know. Um, but we um, we sort of half-watched this one in and yeah. out. We were, we were just it was kinda, in the you know, background. Yeah. But uh, any sort of general thoughts on, on that one? Um, when I was younger watching it, I think this is, again, elementary school when I was watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, I don't know. It didn't get me. I thought it was a little ridiculous. I thought it was a little too much. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something about it that just didn't uh, captivate me. didn't interest me. I thought it was kind of stupid. I don't remember. I don't know what it was. Uh, I, I didn't watch enough to actually remember why I thought this, but I remember seeing it when I was younger and I did not find it scary. I thought it was a little bit weird and ridiculous. So, yeah, I like I think the ghosts are cool, but <laughs> yeah, they did a really good job at that. But like the idea that this family is going to go anywhere near this fucking house, whether like in the idea that maybe they thinking about like maybe staying in this fucking house, which is the weirdest looking fucking house. Like it, it's this big fucking like almost steampunk, like clockwork house kind of thing to trap these ghosts and it, it's just weird as fuck looking like 
sure, I'm selling. Like, I think I even told you when we were watching, like, I'm not even looking at this hose. Fucking guy comes and says, here's the hose. You guys own it now. I'm selling it right away. I'm just like, I get one look at this fucking house. I'm selling it. I'm I'm taking the money. I'm fucking running. That's just what I'm doing. I'm not going yeah. into your bullshit ghost house. Like fuck this. Like the the whole premise is kind of stupid. Like the original Thirteen Ghosts, you can buy into that one because the story is exactly the same. Downtrodden family gets inheritance into this mansion from their their relative. But it's it's a regular house. You know, it, it's a scary haunted house, but it's it's a regular house. It doesn't look like something you'd see on a board cube or some bullshit, you know, like it, it, it's not that. So um, I think they went way too far with this, this film. Like they it just was, overblown. It was the house itself too. The house was insanely ridiculous that mm-hmm. anybody knows with any common sense. Like I know kids wouldn't, but any common sense would be like, okay, cool. Let's take whatever we can out of it and let's sell it. Because the yep. property taxes alone would be through the fucking roof. And they even casually mentioned it. And I was like, how did they already move in? How is this already happening? How? <laughs> like, it just seemed, it seemed really quick to move in. And it seemed like they, he knew he couldn't afford to live there. Because all they got was the house. So it's great that if I have a house, but I have no money to afford to, like, keep that house in condition or pay anything for it. Mm-hmm. I can't have the house. Like, the hydro bills alone would be fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah. It's like... It's like winning a big prize on the Price is Right. It's like, no, I'm selling this thing. I ain't paying the taxes on it. Like, I'm already, you already got to pay the taxes on it up front and then, like, to own it. And, like, nah, I'm just going to sell it. Yeah, that's a uh, lot of people who get prizes and shit. They just take the money. Mm-hmm. It's not worth taking the prize. A, a friend of mine, a fellow podcaster, uh, Matt Simpson from Movie Melt Podcast, he was actually a contestant and won on the Price is Right. And he, oh, really? I think he won, I think he won a pair of, like, ski dudes or something like that he just he just sold them like <laughs> he wasn't gonna keep that shit uh so um yeah it's expensive yeah yeah um, Anyways, then our us and our common sense mm-hmm. <laughs> ruining a movie it's yeah so well unbelievable. i mean we win a fucking anything we know the reality of it we yeah, yeah. fucking ruin a movie guys <laughs> it's, it's it's fine it's it's just 13 Ghost Remake, is, it's just not good. Um, it's just too much over the top. Like, it's just too unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, speaking of remakes, we also sort of watched we watched a bit of the Friday the 13th remake from 2009. Like, we, I think we got like half we, we started watching like halfway into it. Do you remember that at all? <laughs> did you give me a look right now like, did we watch that? Oh, no, I do remember. I do remember seeing a portion of it. I can't remember if I either fell asleep or I was doing something. You might have been doing homework or you were sleeping. One of the I was other. doing homework during a uh, screen. Yeah, that's right. But I think that one, I think I probably fell asleep. I think <sighs> I was on and I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I um, never actually saw that one. So I have no oh. opinion on it except for what the five minutes that I may have seen that I don't remember. I just kind of remember. Cause I think I asked you and you're like, it's this movie. Mm. That's, well, that, that's one we should uh, do at some point on the podcast. I think I, I don't know. I don't know what your history is with like the original Friday, the 13th movie. I saw the first three. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna say the first three. See, I've oh, always no, I th- oh, wait. Three D was the third one. I think the three D yeah. was the last one I saw. See, I've so always been 
I've always been hesitant to like to do that series on the podcast, but because you know, it's it's always been like me, Daniel, and Paul, and we've seen these movies like millions of times over. But now that we got a newbie when it comes to some of this stuff on the podcast, <laughs> I'm actually kind of I'm. It's, I'm not I'm not saying that in an insulting way at all. I'm just saying now it makes it it opens some doors. It makes it more interesting to like actually get your perspective. So there's more movies available to us now to actually like consider on the podcast because of you. So you just want to keep me around. That's all. Well, I definitely, well, I mean, I definitely want to keep you around, but um, it, it, it just, it just feels like more fresh that it like I can bounce uh, ideas and opinions off of you and, and fresh eyes on a film compared to like, Oh, Paul's seen every Friday the Thirteenth movie eight thousand times, and it's like I know kind of what he's going to say already. So it'll it'll be. And you know, I'm not saying that to degrade Paul or anything. I'm just saying, like, yeah, there's a reason we haven't done the Friday the Thirteenth movies on the podcast because you know every fucking podcast has kind of done it. But um, and usually it's like horror fans who are like straight up nerds and stands for the series. So, but I, I, I like the remake. I'll, I'll I'll just leave it at that, and we'll we'll cover it at some point on the podcast. Yeah. But yeah, I have to watch it then. Uh, and we'll watch it. yeah, and the last thing from the AMC uh, thing that we watched that uh, well, actually, there's there's some other ones before we take a quick break with like music and shit. Uh, I'm going to mention Fright Night from 1985. And do you remember watching any of that, or were you or were you sleepy as as well? I, I can't remember. I know we were both in the bed watching it. I think I remember you saying it. I think I remember you mentioning it. I think, like, I do remember something of a recollection. (laughs) 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 This being mentioned, because I don't don't remember. (laughs) I'm glad I have have this list so we can actually do some of these on the podcast and... Every time, every time we settled in for the night, we were done with the day. We settled in for the night. We were like relaxing, whatever. I put my head on the pillow and I was like, out. Yeah, that's the thing. She can fall asleep so quick. Like, <laughs> it, that's not usually, well, if I go to bed at night, like I usually don't. But this time, I think I was just so exhausted. All the fresh air I got and all the seafood I ate. Mm-hmm. It's just every, every time I got home, I was like, okay, cool. We swam, uh, we ate, we explored. Um, bedtime. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm a terrible date. I I just eat, drink, and she, sleep. She is not a terrible date. I'll put that out there. But um, <laughs> but she she can when 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 she when she has a full day, she she's dropping. Like as soon as she hits the sheets, she's she's dropping. But yeah. <laughs> um. All right, so we're we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna play a podcast promo, a little bit of music. We're gonna come back and just go through the last few movies I have listed here. And uh, yeah, it's gonna happen right now. We got this, man. We got this by the ass. Uh, there's this show called Movie Melt, and you probably know about it. Uh, and it's once every two. I have no idea how often this is uploaded. <laughs> and it's a show where a bunch of compañeros get together and. We play some fun games, trivia mainly. Uh, we talk about new releases. Uh, we have some fun games where we try and 
guess the title of a movie based on stuff that really probably religious people write on IMDb. <laughs> yeah, it takes about 20 hours to record. There's always a failure midway through. Uh, and then the highlight of the week or of, the, of the show is um, reviewing a movie. Usually it's kind of a interesting, lesser known cult type movie. And it's uh, quite enjoyable. It sounds good in theory, yes. <laughs> I might have a listen one day. <laughs> wow. wow. We got this, man. We got this by the ass. So we have a few more movies to mention here. Some of these are ones we actually watched all the way through. So yeah, okay. I, I think that's why I separated this list a little bit. Um, Wait, you didn't put all the movies that we tried to watch? They're all on here, the ones we tried to watch. but uh, And some are still on this list, but this this list has something has stuff that we watched a little bit more of. Or, okay. or, or, or stuff that, uh, at the very least, I definitely want you to watch at some point um so haunt from 2019 this was a pick from you this was one of your suggestions it was the uh it's it's not it's not hell house llc but it's kind of like in that genre you know i uh kind of wish i watched it a regular on its own Mm because i watched it with that whatever billy joe whatever yeah yeah joe bob briggs thing yeah I, and I thought that was just really stupid. So it is, uh, it is stupid. I <laughs> didn't care for it. I ended up fast. The only reason I didn't fast forward through it earlier was because I was comfy on the bed. But you fell asleep through it. I did not. I fell asleep a couple parts, but I, I did. You I did. Asleep. I did. I got to the end though. I woke up you halfway through. Were asleep. What are you <laughs> talking about? I was not asleep for the whole thing. You still fell asleep. I fell asleep. I I fell asleep like. Halfway through, and then I woke up and we fell asleep it. through a good chunk, yeah. and that's it. So you fell asleep anyway. So I would like walk over and I'd fast forward some of the parts, but when I passed that, but um, uh, it was creepy. It was it, uh, it was a creepy movie. It it's not like blow my mind amazing. Um, I thought with the body modifications. Mm-hmm. Uh, at first, I thought they were like aliens. Or something, and I was like, "Oh, that ruins it." But then I found out it was just body modifications, which the one guy I could believe, but the other ones I thought were like, "Eh, that's less believable." That's that's. It's kind of it's kind of the torture porn version of Hell House LLC. I, I thought. Yeah, it was yeah, it was a creepy concept, but it's really unbelievable to tell people you can't have your phone on you. Because I'm the kind mm-hmm. of person where you tell me I can't have my phone on me, and I'm gonna find a way to keep my phone on me. Like, that's mm-hmm. it. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's the last scene where she gets the opportunity to, like, murder the guy or beat up the guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of hits him once and then walks away. 
fuck off. Like, fuck off with that. Yeah. If, anyone's, if anybody wants to make a movie, please, please don't have this extended ending where it just goes on an extra 20 minutes. Just have the person where they get to the end and they end up at the murderer. Either the murderer kills them or they kill the murderer where they beat the fuck out of them. And it's literally, they beat the fuck out of them because they watched all their loved ones die in front of them and they have so much fucking trauma. So either it's a fight or flight response. So either they try to run away from the situation or they beat the guy to a living goddamn pulp. Mm-hmm. No, it's always this like hit him once and it might be, he might be knocked out. He might be dead. He might just be like a little bit hurt. Yeah. Like I, I hate that shit. I fucking hate that shit. It's just Same. this big pet peeve in movies. Like I get it if it's like Friday or sorry, um, Mike Myers style. Mm-hmm. Where you shoot him a bunch and you stab him a bunch and he doesn't die, but he like acts like he's dead. Then you're like, it makes sense because they fucking pulverized him and destroyed him and like yeah. tried to demurder him and for some reason he's alive. Uh, this is like, oh, I'm gonna hit him once in the head. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? 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 Re- this guy ruined your life? This guy destroyed and murdered and tortured everybody around you that you loved? And mm-hmm. you're just gonna be like, hey! Hey! Yeah. hey. <laughs> one, one, one little slap and then I'm gonna leave. Yeah. 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 It was a concept though i did appreciate it it was kind of a, a fresh take on a lot of different ideas so there's the horror the haunted house um that's basically murders people uh it's been done a few times but i think they had a kind of a fresh take on it it was interesting and when i was watching i found out that uh there was no background story to why these guys wanted to murder mm. but they told the murderers to have a background story and kind of make themselves understand why they're doing this yeah uh, did I think I added to the story? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. the difference. Uh, I would have preferred kind of a, a background or something because it was left kind of unfulfilling. Like mm-hmm. it was just this. Uh, oh, you ran into this house and they killed each other. The end. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I, yeah, I liked it enough. Like it, it's not as good as Hell House LLC. Like that. That's a. I think creepy that's probably- movie. It is very creepy, and I think it's the best of that sort of genre uh, that I've seen. Other than the documentary haunts that we didn't watch, but I pointed out to you that's like you should watch this at some point, where it's just about obsessive, like real life people who make these haunted houses and shit. Um, But yeah, no, this this was okay. Uh, I'm I'm with you. I I know there's a lot of people in the horror community, probably an overwhelming majority of people in the horror community, who just love Joe Bob Briggs and love his show on fucking shutter and all this he's an ambassador for horror movies i'll give him that like he he is a champion for movies that people did not want to watch back in the 80s and stuff like that when he had his shows on like uh what was it tnn or tbs or something like that where they were censored and shit now he finally gets to do his shows where they're uncensored yes no no doubt about it he's a champion for horror movies and that's very valuable but i think his shtick is so fucking played out and boring and sucks. Ugh. The comments, um, the everything, like it's just meh. Yeah, none of it's fu- none, none of it's fucking funny. And then the use uh, of a porn star to try to get the second Yeah, meal. you got Diana Prince, the porn star, just to be sit there and be sexy. And I mean, she does a good job of it. And Do honestly, and honestly, she's funnier than he is. She is, yeah. But it's, but, it's she's also like very one-noted. Like it's nothing. Yeah, it's just I mean, you know, kudos. I'm I'm glad they're doing it. I'm glad it 
puts light on horror movies, but I don't need to see my horror movies truncated with their little stupid comedy bits that don't work. Like, it's just like, just give me the fucking movie. Like, it, it it's not as good as, like, uh, Elvira. Elvira's got her same thing uh, as well that she just recently did, where she's basically doing the Joe Bob thing, where she'll show some movies and she cuts in every once in a while. But at least she's funny. Anyway, next one I'll mention, and this is another one you brought to my attention. This one you wanted me to watch. Uh, Trailer Park of Terror from 2008. Ah. And this was a lot of fucking fun. Uh, the, uh, honestly, yeah, honestly, if you had not gotten me to watch this, this is one I probably would have never bothered watching. But I thought it was fucking really good. Like, it, it's very, it starts out like a... Um, kind of uh, Tales from the Crypt or Creep yeah. Show kind of thing. And then, you know, there's a whole, this whole really good setup to it. And then the movie plays out, you know, based on that setup. And it's just a lot of fun. Like these trashy trailer park characters, uh, this, this group of kid, troubled kids get stranded with this haunted trailer park, basically, where these, you know, sort of undead uh, revenant versions of these trailer park people that this uh trailer park uh girl took vengeance upon because they killed her her lover and now she's sort of like the head zombie bitch of this fucking trailer park and she sort of controls them and shit i thought it was really good i i, I like the effects i like the the humor uh, i like the acting the acting was fucking stellar in this like uh yeah. he, we we both sort of remarked on this while we we're watching it like very very fucking good like i did not expect this movie to be of this caliber uh, as far as the acting and stuff goes but it's very fucking good and, and it grounded it and made the the comedy kind of work in a way where it wasn't overblown and super goofy and there was still like a lot of good horror stuff in this and it's kind of got its roots in um the old uh, 2000 maniacs it's got it's got to have some similar themes and like it even references it at the very beginning of the film 2000 maniacs and i just thought it was really good like if you are a fan of like the herschel gordon lewis gore films and you're especially a fan of like 2000 maniacs and you didn't like the remake that came out uh in like the 2000s or whatever this is a much better, like, like it's not a strict remake. Like, it's just kind of, like, thematically a little bit similar. But if you're if you're looking for something better than the remake of 2000 Maniacs, Trailer Park Terror is actually really fucking good. It's very much in a similar vein, but it's, like, it's actually got great acting. It's got great effects. And it's kind of fun. It's just really fun. I like it. It really surprised me. It honestly really surprised me because, like, you'll see movies and you'll see cheesy horror movies. You'll see all that kind of stuff. And the acting is usually really obviously bad. Like, it's mm-hmm. really terrible. Or you see those serious horror movies that are, like, they try to be serious, but they're really bad. And, again, mm-hmm. the acting's fucking atrocious. This one, uh, the only one actor we recognized was, like, had that small part as the guy at the cafe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, fuck, I can't, I can't think of his fucking name, but he's he's, like, the dude from Repo Man, you know the the guy who is burning trash in the can, and he's in he's in like everything. He's he's one of those guys you see in everything. He, he's credited as old truck, old trucker or whatever. 
Ancient Trucker. Ancient Trucker. There you go. <laughs> Tracy Walter. There you go. Tracy Walter. Yeah, he just pops up in this and he's fucking great. It's I, th- I feel like this film's super underrated. Like, I, I feel like it kind of fell under the radar. Oh, also um, Priscilla Barnes. I recognize yeah. her as well. Yeah, Priscilla like, Barnes is in this. She's uh, still not a very big actress either. Like, she's not a huge name. She's, 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 she was she was a bigger star back in the day. Like, she's she's one of those ones that Rob Zombie has used in, like, one yeah. of his, his, his films. But so if you haven't seen those, you haven't really seen her. Mm-hmm. So, at least recently. Yeah, yeah. Because I think she's in the Devil's Rejects, if I'm not mistaken, with Rob Zombie, and yeah, she is. Yeah, the Devil's Rejects. Mm-hmm. She's in License to Kill. Yeah, yeah, she's in a bunch of other movies, but like more recent, I would say nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing much. She was in Jane the Virgin, the TV series, and I don't even know what she was in that. I don't remember her. But uh, yeah, anyways, you don't see her as often. But yeah, as it, it, you just there's nothing that's huge names. There's no one that's like pop out like holy fuck, this person's in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was un- a lot of underrated actors. I'm say underrated, just unknown actors. Well, they got that country, that guy's that country music star. What, what was his fucking name? He's playing the devil basically in it. He was really good in it because oh, he's, like, he's so he's, he's so really fucking good. he's so fucking tall. Like Trace Atkins, Trace Atkins, yeah. Like I, I, I think he's kind of a piece of shit in real life. Like I think he's like some sort of Trump supporter or some bullshit. But he's really good in this, though. Like he's he's just very he good. It's like country music version of the devil is super tall and imposing and stuff. Like I was, I was impressed. I, I thought he did a great job. So I think he did a great, very good job in this movie too. Um, mm-hmm. It's. Like I said, it's just a fun fucking movie. It's just yeah, yeah. a ridiculous movie. Every time I ask anybody, and no one ever knows or never has never seen it, and it disappoints me because I fucking love this movie so much. That's why I was honestly like, the more I got to know you too, and the fact that you never saw it, like, really surprised me. Because you're a lot bigger movie buff than I am. Like, you've seen a lot more movies than I have. So it's kind of fun introducing you to a movie that you haven't seen yet. Yeah, no, I, 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 uh, I really like that you could. Uh throw something my way that I haven't seen and didn't really think about. And like, this is one I'd recommend to people now. Like, Oh, you're looking, you're looking for something kind of creep show, uh, tales from the cryptish, but you know, also kind of like, uh, 2000 maniacs, like kind of goofy, kind of serious, a lot of fun. You can't go wrong with trailer park and terror. It's actually really good. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. High five on that one. Yeah, exactly. Um, what I'll mention, and you fell asleep to this one. This is what I was like excited for you to watch, and you fell asleep like twenty minutes in. Uh, so we're gonna, I'm gonna force you to watch it for the podcast at some point, and we're just gonna do it. Uh, Night, of, Night of the Demons from 1988. And if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, I think we tried to watch this twice, and you fell asleep both times. No, I, it was only the once, and then you were oh, talking okay. about doing it again, but we decided to do another movie. Okay, that's, uh, that's right. Because I was going to watch it. But uh, the beginning from what I saw, it was like the perfect cheese amount that mm-hmm. uh, is always enjoyable with ridiculous horror movies. So I'm disappointed. I can't remember. I remember the, us trying to watch it. I think that was like the second day, too. Like that yeah. was the two movie. You, you, and you, you, were, you were super tired in the fir- first couple of days because you did so much driving. So... So much traveling. Never mind yeah. driving. It was a travel. But yeah, it was. Um, what's on your face? Whoop, don't fall. Um, yeah, it was 
unfortunately, I didn't get to stay up because I was enjoying it, but I, I could not stay awake for the. Yeah, last yeah. Time. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna force you to watch it for the podcast. That that's all there is to it. Um, that's fine. Okay. But you know, this, this this is like for me. I, I like I told you that this is one I've I've been watching since I was a teenager, and it's like kind of one of the ultimate party horror movies where it's just like have a bunch of friends over, have some drinks and watch it. And it's so fun. Lynn, it's so well done and it's so iconic when, when you actually get into it, like the lines and stuff, you once, once you have a f- actual full, like uh, awake watch through of it, th- there's some, so many great lines and stuff that you'll pick up and I think you'll end up loving it. So uh, yeah. What was the one line? Uh, fuck. Better. What was it? Something about cute boys. I want to look good for the cute boys, or the better be cute boys, or. <laughs> yeah, Linnea Quigley's a character like something about you promise cute boys or whatever for the party, you know. Yeah. Is this how she said? But it was something about saying like, "I want to look good for the cute boys." Yeah, I want to look good for the cute boys. You know, like it was just. It was, it was pretty funny. That was, I, I kept saying it that night too. I kept looking at the line because I just kept repeating it. Uh, another one mentioned this is one we both love. Like, and I mean, we've already talked about her Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, 1988. This Here I was great. born. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is a great movie. Like, it, I, I don't care what anyone says, it, it's so knowingly cheesy and dumb. And it's like all the jokes are pretty much like 90% of the jokes are focused on Elvira's tits, but it's, it's so fucking You want a fun. virgin? Yeah. Maybe after a few drinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, this is probably one sh- we should review at some point as well, but um, it's, I, I love it. I've always loved this film. Uh, it, it's, it's so goofy and stupid. It, it, it didn't do well when it first came out, but I think it's like one of those ultimate sort of cult films. Yeah. Well, even with, cause we watched the 40th anniversary edition. Yeah. And like her 40th anniversary edition. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, it was just so good. Like just the comments she made. Cause she's like, you knew it got a lot of bad reviews and her just acting as if there was no bad reviews. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves this movie. It's such a good movie. She starts off. By say, yeah. She starts off saying like, I just turned 40. It's like, and she's like what? 70 now or some shit, you know, mm-hmm. but although she kind of still looks maybe 40 ish at this point. And then with, the, with, yeah, her tits look 40 at the very least. Um, with, with, but I mean, you know, she's, she's whatever cosmetic work she's had done. Kudos to her because she looks fucking great. Oh, like I understand that people always mock people for doing the whole cosmetic being like, Oh, they're older. They wouldn't look as good if it wasn't for cosmetic. I'm sorry. If I had the money and the resources to do it, I would absolutely do it. Like, Mm-hmm. Same and with I mean, like uh, Jane Jane Fonda, she looks fucking gorgeous, and she's older too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, if I that age and I can look that good, you bet I'm gonna spend every fucking dime, pretty fucking penny I find. Like, and I mean, they also I, they also have to take care of themselves too. Like, you've seen oh, yeah. people, uh, a lot of them who do cosmetic surgery, where they look like they do cosmetic surgery, and they look rough as hell. Um, I hate to bring her up, but Courtney Love is a good example. Where she's just mm. damaged 
beyond repair, unfortunately. Well, there's a lot of heroin damage there as well. That's what I was saying. There's just a, a, there was a lot of addiction and depression and all sorts of stuff. So and alcohol. Mm-hmm. So, but you can see the difference. You can literally see the difference between someone who took care of themselves over the years versus someone who was um, attributed a lot of their aging to addiction. Yeah. Like I said, I think we'll review this movie at some point, but it was it's a lot such of fun. a fucking good movie. Mm-hmm. My God, there's so many bad jokes, bad acting, bad everything. Like it is a terrible movie, but yeah, I love it. I love every minute of it. I know it was specifically made to be bad, and I have watched it so many fucking times, and I am obsessed with it. I love it. I love Elvira. I love the cheesiness. I love the titties. I love her dress. I love the mm-hmm. fact that she's like basically gets more undressed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the really bad stunt double, like, oh, <laughs> so good. Yeah, the stunt double is doing all the uh, like acrobatic shit, and yeah, that's fucking good. Okay. Um, next one I'll mention: Texas Chainsaw Massacre, nineteen seventy four. We're supposed to be doing this because it's coming up for your class. You fell asleep about. <laughs> yeah, you 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 fell asleep about what? I think. 20 minutes into it, something like that. Not even. I think it was like the first minute I put my head on the pillow and I was out. I I remember trying so hard to, like, I I didn't think the, you see the intro, I saw nothing. I think I heard them talk the intro and I was like trying to force my eyes to stay awake and that's all I remember. It was the talking. Mm-hmm. So I, I was actually fully awake when that intro was going. Like, I, I re- fell asleep right away. I remember watching the whole movie with you asleep right beside me and I did not want to wake you up. So I was basically, I was kind of forced to watch the movie because I didn't want to wake you up because you were like laying on my arm. And I was like, I, I can't move my arm. She's asleep. She had a long day. I'm not going to wake her the fuck up. So, uh, hey, I'm just going to watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre because I love this movie. So I'll just watch it again. And that's what I did. I'm sad I didn't get to see it because I do really enjoy this movie. I watched um, it in my early 20s. I was so excited to watch it again. I was so excited to do it for school. And I shut the bed pretty hard. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you know, things happen. And, ah! but, the, but the last one. I'm going to mention, and this will be the uh, last one I mentioned for the the podcast. Uh, and this is one we planned on doing, uh, watching together. We were like, you know, we, we started watching it on a date night before our trip, and you got tired. And you're yes. like, you know, you were like, you know what? Let's just let's just watch this on our trip. I was like, okay, we'll save it for a trip. The thing from 1982. We, I was we okay. It. No, the first time we tried to watch it, I was way too drunk and I had no focus whatsoever because I can't remember mm-hmm. just like walking and doing stuff and being like, no, we have to watch this properly. And yeah, so I said, we're going to do it in person. And guess what? You remembered and we did mm-hmm. it in person. Yeah, I wasn't going to forget that shit. I was like, we're, we're going to get this done. And uh, so I, I, I kind of feel like this is again, like I'm saying, you being added to the podcast makes me want to do this film for the podcast so then you want to wait to talk about it yeah let's kind of wait to talk about it. like just just tell me did you like i'll it? give i'll give like a teaser mm-hmm. um yes i did enjoy it it was uh there were some things that you knew i had a hard time watching the dogs but overall yeah overall uh awesome movie yeah and I mean, high five. High five. 
you know, overall, despite the things that either you or I fell asleep for, I, I think we had a good diet of horror shit throughout the entire week that we were. Uh, Our vacation. plan was to eat. My plan was let's just hold on. I didn't know what your plan was, but my plan was to eat seafood, see sights, watch horror movies, drink and relax. Mm. and swim and i got to do all of those things so i had a very successful vacation um i came home <laughs> that day was so goddamn long <laughs> <laughs> when i got home it was like six in the morning almost six in the morning and i played in bed and the next day i woke up tired so I just, it wasn't if i did anything but i just i felt so relaxed like it wasn't like i needed a break from my vacation like it was a good vacation mm-hmm. there's always like going home you back to your regular life and kind of, you know, pick up the pieces. You get the f- familiarity of it and the comfort of it and all that. And you get back into your normal mode and shit. But as much as we tired ourselves out on vacation, there was nothing exhausting about it. It was fucking awesome. You and I both had a great time. Uh, I would not trade any fucking minute of that for anything. It was fucking great. And we had a lot of fun. That's that's kind of it. That's that's kind of what we watched on vacation. <laughs> All you podcasters, viewers, listeners, totally want yeah, to yeah. know about our vacation. Yeah, we're not going to all the details. We'll tell yeah, you we're everything. not we're not going to get into the sword details. You know, I mean, we we talked about swimming in the pool, but there was cameras in that swimming pool area, so you know, there there wasn't anything. I like we could, always bring that up. <laughs> mm. like, hey guys, let me just remind you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I I hope you guys enjoyed this sort of little casual talk about shit we were watching. Um, we're going to cut off uh, from here and uh, we'll be back. I think the next episode we're going to do is probably going to be the James Bond movie that we watched in theaters. Yeah. Uh, in New Brunswick during our vacation, no time to die. That's going to be the next episode of they must be destroyed on site. So slight teaser. I have lots to say. Hmm. I think I think we both have quite a bit to say about this one. Uh, that's all I'm going to say, though. That's that. that that's it. I'm not saying mm-hmm. positive or negative. I'm just saying I have lots to say. Yeah. Uh, you got anything you need to plug, uh, Lady Lee? Uh, the usual. Um, so if you'd like to stay up to date with all our episodes and when they come out and when we record them and when we think about them, uh, follow me on Instagram at MoneyTinyAllStar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will keep you posted on any new podcasts that either in in the making or uh, are up. So mm-hmm. follow me there. Yeah, follow her. She's a good follow. And then you can look at pictures of my cat and my dog. Exactly, and those are also good follows. Both yeah. beautiful, beautiful animals. Um. And you can get more at tmbdos.podbean.com. Of course, you know this, all the stuff, all the podcasts that we do, uh, everything there, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcast links, everything you need to know, everything you need to do, everything you need to touch, everything you need to listen Whoa, to. touch. That's extra. Everything, <laughs> yeah, every, every, everything, you, everything you need to have implanted into your, your ear vaginas, uh, that's where you go. But uh, until then, yeah, I, 
I mean, I think I think we're I think we're sexy enough to stimulate your vaginas. I don't, I don't know, but I don't. Know. What did this just turn into? <laughs> I don't know. We're both kind of drunk. We're both kind of drunk, so I blame you on that one. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I'll, I'll I'll take blame for that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna end this. Uh, so uh, thank you, Lady Lee. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. And we're gonna be back with a regular big episode soon. <sighs> bye bye. Bye. listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Site. For further episodes, our Apple Podcasts, Facebook, and YouTube links, please go to tmbdos.podbean.com. Thank you. Drive through. <laughs> <laughs>